Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And this is a real estate edition, only real estate questions, self-directed retirement questions specific to real estate. Yeah, I've heard you. I got you. I've been told repeatedly various questions. Hey, Adam, more, more, more real estate, please. So here it is. A podcast of just self-directed IRA and solo 401k real estate related questions. So question one from YouTube. I have an IRA LLC with you that owns real estate. I want to develop the land and may need to buy a truck. Can I do it with my IRA? So it's a great question. Now, generally, when you have an IRA LLC, you want the assets, you want the investments to be passive, right? Because if you are operating a business, the business income could be subject to UBIT, unrelated business income tax, which carries with it a maximum tax rate of 37%. So the whole idea of using an IRA or 401k to make an investment is that it's passive, meaning it's not subject to UBIT and all the income and gains will flow back to the IRA without tax. So if you are going to do some type of transaction involving real estate development, if you start hiring, buying trucks and getting all this machinery, the IRS could argue you're running a business, right? Not necessarily an investment passive vehicle, but it looks more like a business. Businesses buy trucks, right? If you're an investor in a fund and the fund has its own activity, you know, from an investment standpoint, there's, there's more of a separation. So what I would do, what I suggest is work with a third party, get a contractor, work with a developer, let them have their own trucks. You just invest in the deal. You have a third party that does the development work, right? You're not able to do it anyway, since you are a disqualified person. Have a non-family member, third party, do the work, buy a truck, uh, whatever needs to be done to build or develop the land, I would rather you not have the IRLC buy the truck. Now, if it has one asset, whether it's uh, some type of you know, snow removal vehicle or a landscaping vehicle or you know, a truck to plow the land, you know, it may not necessarily be deemed a business, but by not having it and just having a third party contract with the contractor, you're, it's much cleaner and very, very little chance the IRS can argue that your activity is a business because you're essentially just making the investment and a third party is doing all the work versus you having the truck, the IRLC owning the truck and then having a part, a person drive it or use it. So I would rather you do it with a third party contractor. If you have to buy the truck, fine. Just make sure you keep your um, activity to a minimum and definitely you cannot ride that truck or drive it or use it in any way you should have a third party do it because as a disqualified person you're not you should not benefit in any way or provide a service anyway to your self-directed IRA LLC investment question two again from YouTube I have the opportunity to flip a real estate contract for a nice profit 
how can I get the deal in my IRA? So <laughs> good, good question. Obviously, why would you want it in your IRA? Well, there's no tax, right? When If you have a contract and you flip it, if you did it personally, you'd have short-term capital gains because you're not holding that contract 12 months. And that would be subject to ordinary income tax. If you did it in an IRA or a 401k, there's no tax, right? There's no capital gains tax. There's no ordinary income tax. There's no holding period. There's no basis. It's just tax free. So what can you do? Well, you technically could essentially just, if the seller is willing to do it, I mean, just literally redo the paperwork. Assuming no money has been transferred to the seller, you literally just have you know maybe a handshake agreement or some type of written agreement. If the seller is just ready and willing to basically redo the paperwork to have your IRA where the IRA LLC is the buyer and not you personally, yes, you can do it. I mean, there, there's no nothing in the code that would stop it. The only thing that would stop it is if you already sent funds to the seller. I mean, they, technically have to return it and you have to do a separate transaction. Um, but technically you're able to do an IRA investment just like it could buy Tesla stock. So could you buy Tesla stock as long as the, the seller is not a disqualified person and they're willing to renegotiate or redo the contract and move it from you personally to your IRA or IRA LLC. You know, I don't see any reason you couldn't do it so long as no money has changed hands and it's still the same arms length transaction. So Really, really good question. Um, so thank you for that. And third and final question is from Facebook is, I have a solo 401k with you and want to use a loan to buy real estate. I know I cannot personally guarantee the loan, but I may have no option. <laughs> what would happen if the IRS audits me? Okay, well, the rules are pretty clear under section you know, 4975. You're not allowed to personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So you can't personally guarantee a note, right? It could be a non-recourse loan where you do not personally guarantee it, meaning if you stop paying the payments on the loan, the lender can just take back the property, but they cannot attack you personally. Whereas a personal recourse mortgage, like we have all of us for our homes, stop paying, they can put you in bankruptcy, right? <laughs> we all remember 2008, how many people have to declare personal bankruptcy because they overextended themselves and they couldn't end up paying off these homes quick enough um, as the economy went on its uh, head. And um, they had to go through bankruptcy because there was not enough equity in the asset. A non-recourse loan, in that case, they would not be able to put you into bankruptcy and they would just take the underlying asset as collateral and take it back. Uh, generally, if you do a non-recourse loan, you're going to have to put down at least 30 to 35% at least because the lender is going to want to make sure there's enough equity in the transaction. Whereas a personal guarantee, maybe you put down zero or 10% or 20% probably at the most. <laughs> so um, that's why people uh, want to do personal, well, they don't want to do personal guarantees, but the lenders seek a personal guarantee because obviously there's less risk because if the asset value decreases to the point where there's no liquidity in the asset, then at least they can go after you personally for any shortfall. Whereas if it's a non-recourse loan, they couldn't. So if you are in a situation with an IRA or 401k and you, you need to do the deal and you have to personally guarantee it, well, you just violated 4975C. So if the IRS does audit you, what happens? Well, it's a prohibited transaction. So the transaction will be deemed prohibited on the day you do that deal. So 
if you put down 100K to buy the property, that 100K would be deemed a prohibited transaction. And that 100K would be subject to tax, potential 10% of the distribution penalty, and then even an excise tax that can go from 15 to 100%, depending on how quick you cure. In my experience, generally, the, the IRS will just go for the, the tax and the 10% penalty. It's rare that they seek excise taxes. It does happen. I've seen it in, in some tax court cases. But um, generally, if, if you don't go to tax court and you just follow the sword and say, sorry, generally just tax 10% penalty and move on. Uh, obviously, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. But if you, if you just did it already and you <laughs> just didn't know the rules, uh, you should know the rules if you're a client of ours. But let's say you just didn't. You have a, generally a three-year statute of limitation. If the IRS audits you, uh, be ready for tax, minimum 10% penalty and potential excise tax from 15% up uh, for the disqualified person that was involved. Um, and then uh, potentially some interest on that too. So you don't wanna be in a prohibitive transaction situation. Um, definitely not advisable. Um, some people wanna play the audit lottery. Uh, I don't suggest doing that. Um, yes, there's very, very little um, audit risk for IRAs, a little bit more for solo Ks, just because they file a 5,500 EZ for 250K plus. IRAs don't have an audit division uh, through the IRS or the Department of Labor, so they don't even release IRA audit numbers. They do for solo Ks, 401Ks. But still, you don't want to do a privilege transaction. The, the uh, risks are too, too great, um, and, and there's you know, significant tax ramifications. Plus, your IRA gets blown up and you don't have any more money in your IRA. It becomes you know, a personal asset. So definitely do not do it. If you did it already, talk to your tax advisor and give us a call to see what we can do to assist you. But um, there you go. I'm sorry to end on a sour note. I hate, I hate these prohibited transaction type scenarios, but it's important to understand the risks. Um, and, and, and that's why it's so, so crucial to work with the right team, the right company like IRA Financial that can help you navigate these rules, understand them, and help structure the transaction to best uh, minimize taxes and minimize any potential IRS exposure. So that's what we do. Um, otherwise, I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. A lot of fun. This is a real estate um, focused ad mail. Um, I'm kind of switch it up here and there. I, I probably should do more real estate since it's the most popular asset class for uh, investors in, in the self-directed world. But um, yeah, sometimes I like to just basically discuss the questions I have. And if I don't have a lot of real estate questions, uh, yeah, I just, just don't end up talking about them. So please, if you are a real estate investor, you have an IRA or 401k, send them in. You can send questions into info at IRA Financial or just hit us up on our amazing YouTube channel, IRA Financial or um, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, just say um, question for Adam or ask Adam or ad mail, whatever. It'll get to me, I promise. I got a really, really good queue of questions, but I uh, always looking to add and I'm excited every time I get a new question. So uh, please do your part. Um, it's not just for you, it's the community. We all learn from each other. So please, if you have questions, send them in. Um, and I look forward to discussing them with all of you. Have a great, great rest of your day. And this is a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. So hopefully I will see all of you again next week. Take care and have a great day.